With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat, and today we are talking Nationals baseball. We bring in our Nationals reporter for MLB.com, Jamal Collier. Jamal, winter meeting's right around the corner, and I know the Nationals are not going to make any significant moves, but that doesn't mean they won't make any moves that are going to become key as uh, big parts of their roster next season. One thing I know they're going to be looking to add is rotation depth. They're happy with their first four in the rotation, but they don't have a clear fifth starter. Who are candidates potentially for that opening? Yeah, I think it's kind of a big question really is if the Nats are, are kind of want to cast kind of a far net uh, and, and, and get creative to look for that fifth starter spot. Uh, they've got a couple of young guys in their roster. Uh, Eric Fetty, of course, their top pitching prospect. Again, A.J. Cole pitched very well um, at times at the end of last year, really. And those guys definitely are going to get a shot for it. But I, I really think this is going to be a spot that you'll see them kind of mix and match and, and get a lot of veterans. Um, maybe some guys on minor league deals, some guys who uh, will be trying out for the team, and you really just kind of see they're trying to build that. Um, and that's really like uh, heavy on starting pitching. A lot of people uh, obviously in the league are, but the Nats are, you know, the starting pitching is really important. They know that so often you don't get through a season with just five or six starters, you know, usually eight, nine, or ten. I think that's the biggest thing for them right now is they feel like, you know, they feel comfortable maybe with about six starters, but they really want to get, you know, maybe three or four or five more, three or four, three or four guys to say, um, in their organization to kind of to, to lengthen that out. So I think that's the biggest thing for them. But they're going to look for anybody um, who they feel they can give them some quality innings uh, in case of an injury, you know, in case they need to give some guys a rest. And it's just so many things can happen in starting pitching through the course of a season. Um, so it's, it's difficult to, to maybe pinpoint one guy. I know Tyler Chatwood was signed by the Cubs. Um, he would have been a guy who kind of made some sense uh, for them. But, you know, I think that right now they're going to kind of look for anybody who, you know, has some, 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 some uh, experience. Um, and give us some quality innings. Nationals had one of the worst bullpens in the first half of the season last yeah. year. They took care of that, though, at the trade deadline with the addition of Kinsler, Doolittle, and Madsen. One area they are still struggling with, though, is middle relief. How are they going to address that at the winter meetings? Well, this is one thing I actually talked to Rizzo about uh, kind of a lot here around the GM meeting. This was that um, on one hand, he, he was a lot more comfortable with his, his bullpen in, in general last year, of course looking for a closer, and it makes it a lot easier when you have those guys at the end of the bullpen already settled with Doolittle uh, and Madsen now to try to fill in the rest of the pieces. Uh, the biggest thing is they're going to look for guys from the right, you know, right-handed right uh, relievers because uh, the guys they do have, Sean Kelly, Coda Glover, they believe can be some impact arms and can give them some good uh, innings in the relief. Those guys got a lot of a lot of um, uh, injury history on their and a lot of mileage on their arms. You know that they're not entirely sure exactly one can those guys stay healthy and just how many innings they want to put on those guys' arms anyway if they are healthy. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I think like for some guys from from the right side uh, to kind of compliment them. But I mean they probably use another lefty as well. They're losing a couple of guys. Uh, Oliver Perez will be gone, but they they do have any Ramiro semis at least. But you know those guys have also had some some kind of up and down questions uh, with their health as well. So. You know, I think the Nats really, at this point, I think they would love to re-sign Kinsler. 
I think the biggest thing with him is whether or not he's going to get somebody that will be willing to pay him to be a closer um, because he'll obviously make more money um, and probably have a better kind of opportunity than he will with the Nats. But I think that they're going to make a push for him. But I think they're kind of going to wait and see what the market looks like. You know, the market's moving so slow, so it's kind of just difficult for the Nats really to, to, to you know figure out exactly where they want to fit into a lot of these spots. Um, because they wait for everything to kind of develop. Yeah, they got to wait for some of those bigger dominoes to fall before it starts right. trickling down. How about the Nats bench? It's filled with key pieces, uh, Howie Kendrick, Adam Lind, and Jose Lobaton, but they're all free agents. So what's uh, yeah. this bench going to look like next year? This is one I, have, I really have no idea about. Um, I think that, you know, like you said, those guys are, who are going to be gone, uh, I think that you know, I feel pretty comfortable thinking that Lobaton and, and Adam Lind will probably not be back. I think if they, uh, Lobaton obviously was you know, really in trouble last season, and they feel they can just probably do better with Pedro, Pedro Severino there. Um, you look at a guy uh, like Adam Lynn, they could have kept Adam Lynn if they wanted to. Um, with his, you know, They had an option for him, and they declined his mutual option, so I'd be surprised if they worked up something out to get Adam Lynn back. Um, Howard Gunn is a guy they probably would like to have back, but they probably don't have a whole lot of, of playing time or a whole lot of, of, of money really to what they would like to commit to that to him. So, to him. so I think the biggest thing is, is uh, they're going to look for guys like that you know, who can come cheap, who can come late. Um, Adam Lim was a guy that got right before spring training uh, last year, and they signed him to a $1 million deal, you know, on the, on the, on the, literally the day they were reporting to the pitchers and catchers reported. I think they're going to – so that's going to be a thing for them is they can get some veteran guys coming off the bench uh, who might come on good deals to kind of complement some of the young guys that they believe that, you know, can take a step forward. Wilmer Defoe, uh, Pedro Severino would probably be in that mix. Uh, some guys like that, I think that – um, it's it's going to be kind of a, a mix and match. And one thing I'm kind of interested to see is because that bench was so important for them last year um, at times, and some of those guys played a, a pretty key role, filling in for guys being injured or coming off the bench and hitting pinch hit home runs or such. So um, it's it's pretty much up in the air right now that their bench is it's not you know, it's not really any key direction they're necessarily looking for or any key guys they're targeting so far. All right, we talked about players that could join the team. Now let's talk about ones that could be on their way out. In terms of who they could trade, they have a surplus of outfielders. you got Bryce Harper, Adam Eaton, Michael A. Taylor, Brian Goodwin, Victor Robles. What does this mean for the outfield and who could get traded away? Yeah, I think you know those, those couple of guys there, Bryce, uh, Eaton, and Robles are probably not locks to be still with the organization next year. They won't be traded away. Um, but you know, they have the flexibility. You know, We look at the rest of the guys. Um, there's always some interest in Michael Taylor. He's a guy who's still young, who's had a lot of tools and had a really breakout season. He's a guy that the Nats get asked about um, often over the last couple of off seasons. And, of course, after the, the season he had last year, you think that those interests only kind of increase uh, at this point. You know, So I think that if, if they get to a point here where they feel like they can best fill one of their needs with a trade, um, that's, you know, Michael Taylor is probably a, a pretty big candidate there. Brian Goodwin took a pretty, took a pretty big step forward uh, last season as well. Um, in his rookie year, but you know, look at guys like Andrew Stevenson and, and uh, Rafael Bautista, a little bit further down the depth chart, but still have some promise. Uh, have shown made the major leagues last year, you know, have shown some some promise and some upside. I think those guys too could be some kind of package deal that they'd like to to, to get, could, could potentially pull off if they wanted to make some kind of trade. Um, I think the biggest thing though with the Nets is nobody's you know, not be surprised if they make any kind of major move in any of those guys, especially the prospects because they don't have necessarily a, a huge hole that they're looking to fill. You know, you're looking at back end of the rotation, middle of the bullpen, bench. It's not usually a, a spot that you trade any of those kind of top prospect or, or highly touted outfielders for. So I think that what you'll see is probably them hold on to some of those guys, maybe to the trade deadline. I think that's really a place you can see them necessarily deal with those outfielder uh, prospects if they, if they continue to play well. 
But I think right now um, that it's a place that you have to kind of be on the lookout for because they can certainly pull out a move, you know, at any point. Matt Rizzo has been known to, to take a deal that, you know, he thinks will make his team better. All right, Jamal, as we wrap up our winter meetings preview, I want to ask you the most memorable winter meetings for you. When was that and what happened? Yeah, I mean, I had to go with last year. You know, it was so crazy just the, you know, the winter meetings of being in D.C. Um, and just the Nats were kind of center stage for everything. You know, you think about that winter meetings to start off with them being the heavy favorites, heavy favorites for Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, of course, then it kind of they were the big players were Chris Sale for a while before the Red Sox came in and got him. The whole time they were also searching for a bullpen piece uh, and a closer, really. You know, Mark Melanson, they were connected to Kenley Jansen. There was a, a little bit of Wade Davis buzz. Um, all before, really, they ended up, you know, not necessarily settling, but a lot of people thought settling on Adam Eaton um, and making the trade for him that people are still kind of debating to this day whether or not they gave up too much or not enough or whatever for Adam Eaton. Um, and I think that that was just kind of the, the kind of craziest and most memorable for me. And also just the, the, the fact that they traded that kind of significant of a package of prospects, something that Mike Rizzo has never done uh, in his tenure here, to, to unload those players for Adam Eaton. Um, you know, after after kind of being connected to every other piece there, I think it was just the, the wildest winter meetings for this team so far in their short history. All right. Well, we are not expecting any big moves to be made for the Nationals, but we never know. And that's why, Jamal, you'll be down there in Lake Buena Vista covering this team uh, all the way through. So uh, safe travels and appreciate you joining us. And we'll discuss next week, talk a little bit about uh, the, all of the uh, moves that were or potentially were not made and wrap it all up and uh, put a bow on it. So really appreciate you joining us, Jamal, and enjoy the winter meetings.